Episode number 258 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And it is an honor to welcome the Beat Buds to the program. I love talking to them. I loved hearing about how they are buds for life in every sense of the word. They make music together. They've known each other forever. And in their camaraderie, which is like the way that they get along, really, really comes through. I hope you enjoy this conversation with the Beat Buds. Of course, stay tuned all the way to the end of the show to hear their song, The Dino Dance, of which you just heard that teeny tiny snippet. You can hear the whole thing at the end of the show. For all the past episodes, go to goodstuffpod.com. Drop me a line, goodstuffpod at gmail.com. Find me on social media, the at symbol, goodstuffpod. Tell 18 friends. If you told 18 friends about the Good Stuff Kids podcast, that would be very cool of you. Very, very cool. Hope everyone's staying safe. Hope everyone's staying healthy. Talk to you at the end of the show. Here are the Beat Buds. It is a beautiful day here in Houston, Texas, where I just tried to watch the Blue Angels fly over my house, and they didn't. So I was a little disappointed. However, I knew my day would get so much better because here I go. I get to welcome two new buddies, the Beat Buds themselves. Johnny, a.k.a. Johnny Jingles, and Maddie, a.k.a. Maddie Maracas, to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Fellas, how are you today? We're doing amazing, and we've been looking forward to this. Rocking and rolling. Thanks for having us. <laughs> amazing. So for vocal distinguishing purposes, can you guys just introduce yourselves so we can, because this is audio, not video. We can't see you, but we'd love to hear your different voices so we can create in our imaginations what you look like. <laughs> This is how you'll know it's Johnny. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is Johnny. And this is Maddie. All right. So, so fellas. Yes. The Beat Buds is more than a clever name, right? And it is a clever name because you guys are buds. But I think the idea of buds for you guys is deeper than just like, oh, we're a couple guys who met at some point in our lives. What's the, what's the backstory between Johnny and Maddie, the Beat Buds? Well, uh, I mean, it's a it's a big question. I am uh, ready. I'm ready. I got we apologize if it goes on and on because our friendship goes on and on. Um, So it's a it's a tough one because Maddie and I have known each other since we were six years old. And uh, it's a it's a 35 plus year relationship. Um, It's not a relationship where we ever lost touch and then reconnected on Facebook and and found our friendship again or anything like that. We we found each other at six years old. We became best friends playing Transformers uh, in the sandbox, and we remained best friends. And uh, I think we were playing with Transformers in the sandbox uh, yesterday. Right? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but it's, a, it's really an amazing bond, an amazing friendship. And we had that bond and created that bond prior to music. And then when we found music together, it just strengthened that bond because we got to experience 
the world together. And I, I, I mean the world because when we started playing music and we found our, our path in music and our career in music and we started touring extensively in our late teens and our and our 20s, um, we really did. We, we got to travel together and, you know, spend countless hours in a van. And, you know, when you're when you're doing that together and talking about everything and and, you know, each other's smells and, you know, each other's <laughs> habits and, you know, I mean, you really become more than brothers, mm -hmm. you know, so we have an amazing relationship. And you're you're absolutely right. The Beat Buds is is more than just a name. We are we are absolutely brothers. Um but then the Beat Buds extends even further because uh, we really thought about it as a way where everybody can be a Beat Bud. Right, Manny? You want to yeah. pick up there? Yeah, I, I think it just boils down to the fact of the, the innocence of our of our friendship. I mean, it, it started before music and and we connected well, you know, like Johnny mentioned, well before the music. And we want kids to be able to experience that as well and find that that friend of theirs that maybe they'll have for their, their whole life. And the Beat Buds means more than just being a musician. It means just you're connected to your buddy in some other way, whether, you know, whether that buddy is a boy or a girl or even your own pets or, you know, family members, whatever. You are buds. And that's what we're trying to promote is a community. Uh, and for us, it's through music. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right. So we're going to get to like where the beat buds are now, but take us back a little bit because one, one thing that I think is really interesting to me. And I think to a lot of listeners to the show is that we weren't all, you know, we weren't all picking up a guitar and saying, you know what I'm going to do is like sort of <laughs> kids and family, high energy rock out, right? Like that was not yeah. always the dream. So what's a little bit of each of your musical journeys? <laughs> I mean, you know, look, we, Johnny and I have been doing this, gosh, I mean, uh, we, obviously it started at six and we got into music. I think we really got together like just after, just we got into double digits. Yeah. Um, we, we started off, you know, do, doing the rock thing. I mean, listening to the, the bands and, and the types of music that our parents were, were listening to and, and, you know, watched the visuals, saw the MTV, you know, uh, we were, we were immersed in it and it became a social experience for us as well i mean uh you know while while we might have even at some point have been in different schools the music kept us together um and like johnny mentioned the touring and all that and we were able to just um develop a bond that really could become any for us it was the rock band thing and it was getting in the van and doing the touring um um I'm trying to think about exactly what brought us to the Beat Buds. I mean, Johnny, maybe you can sh shed some light on how we got to that point. But it really started as just as our friendship and how our lives changed together. Well, yeah, I mean, look, you're, you're absolutely right. The Beat Buds happened by accident, and that's just the way it is. Um, you know, Maddie and I were playing music together our, our entire lives, and um, we, we were touring extensively. Maddie married his high school sweetheart. Nice. Um, and yeah. he had a daughter and it got to a point where he couldn't tour with the band as extensively as we were touring. Cause we were doing at that point, we were doing like 250 dates a year across yeah. the country. And he just couldn't do that anymore, uh, with a family and putting diapers on babies. Um, <laughs> because at that point the band was doing all right. I mean, we were, you know, we were making money enough to live in a small studio apartment in LA, but it definitely was not putting diapers on babies. Um, so, you know, Maddie got a more traditional job that offered, you know, 
insurance and that kind of stuff. And, uh, and he couldn't play in the band anymore. So with that being the case, we still remained the best of friends. He, he remained my musical confidant and my best friend. And I continued with the band and uh, the band went on and we were, you know, we're touring at that point, touring overseas in Europe. And uh, Maddie experienced a really severe back injury at work while lifting. Oof. And he yeah. was rehabbing at a rehab facility right around the corner from my home studio. And he was also at the same time, he was playing Mr. Mom to his then six month old daughter. Right. And he was doing a lot of the uh, the classes, right? The uh, the art classes, yeah, the, the early uh, age music classes, uh, you know, with my little one. Yeah, there are classes, the gym classes mm -hmm. and just getting immersed in the, you know, I, I, I it's probably not the right way to say it, but the mommy world, because in a lot of instances, dads don't get the opportunity to experience those things. They're at work in a lot of instances. And I mean, obviously, we have two working families where mom and dad works. But in a lot of instances, it's still the, you know, the mom that's doing that mommy and me stuff. And I got that unique opportunity to get get deep into that, uh, that way of life. Right. And it goes both ways. I think we were for a change both of us we were extent. we were our lives were changing i mean right. we had we had set goals look we had set individual goals for ourselves early on we we had a vision for what we wanted our lives to be and and being in the van was amazing and i would never trade those experiences but that can only take you so far unless you make it in the rock band and you get what you need you know and you get what you get out of it but like we were looking for a change and so these random circumstances with a back injury and m myself being able to go over to Johnny's house and express to him what I was experiencing in these mommy and me classes and, and the music that I was listening to um, and, and chiming in on, on some of Johnny's musical endeavors at the time, we both kind of felt a, a need to just kind of explore this children's genre for a minute. I mean, not even in a business sense, just like, hey, let's write a children's song. Johnny had nephews at the time. How old were uh, Jack and Max? They were. Max may have been. Yeah, Max was one. Like, yeah, one and one and a half, and then Jack was about three at the time. And yeah. you know, Matt would uh, Matt would have his daughter, and he'd come yeah. over uh, at that for after a session at that rehab facility, and uh, they'd be over at the house, and my nephews would be over, and the kids would all pick up instruments in the studio, and we'd shake shakers, uh, play with tambourines, um, we'd record the kids' voices. And, uh, you know, one day Matt played me the CD that he was listening to uh, with his daughter in one of these music classes. And my sister happened to be there with uh, with her kids, obviously. And she played me a CD from their music class, which was a separate music class. And I listened to both of those and I looked at both of them and I was like, man, we could do something that I think as adults we would appreciate a lot more because... The kids loved both of the, the CDs that they were listening to those classes. But as adults, I don't think that the adults were really getting a whole lot of a lot <laughs> from that music. So, you know, me and Matt looked at each other and we we're like, well, well, let's do something. And right there and then we recorded our first song together. And it wasn't a beat bud song. It wasn't um, wasn't we had no intention. No, there was we, no beat buds. Yeah, we were just recording something for the kids. And we burned a CD right there and then. Um and we gave the music to my the CDs. Yeah, because CDs were a thing back then. <laughs> um, 
That sounds we, so cool. It sounds so cool. Burning a CD. Right? Yeah. We gave uh we gave a CD to my sister, gave a CD to, to Matt's Matt and his wife, and uh, they listened to the CD in the car. The kids got a kick out of it. That week, my sister asked me for 10 more CDs for her friends. Matt's wife asked for 10 CDs for their friends, and it just kind of started circulating around the community. Um Matt said, you know, let's do another few songs. We did another few songs. Um, my sister's kid's school asked if we could do a few more songs and be part of some gala that they were doing for a charity. So we did that and a fundraiser. Um, then we decided to put a name to it and we came up with this beat buds name, put up a quick little website, put the songs up on iTunes, thought, thought maybe we could make a few extra bucks. So we did that. (laughs) Um, and then I left on tour with the band again for eight weeks to Europe. And I'll, I remember it so distinctly because at that time I used to put my phone on airplane mode for the entire time that I was gone because it was just so expensive if I ever got a call. And uh, I get back to my layover at JFK after being gone for eight weeks. And I have like 10 messages from Maddie asking me if I can uh, accept playing a birthday party. <laughs> right. And I'm thinking to myself, a birthday party? I, I was just on stage in Germany playing for like 8,000 people. <laughs> no, I don't want to play at a birthday party. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, so I call him back and we have this discussion and, you know, he's, he's thinking about some different things because he's, he just got out, out of this back injury. He definitely can't go back to work and doing what he was doing. He can't lift anything anymore. He can't, he's thinking about pivoting and he's not really looking at this as a new career or anything, but he is looking at it as an opportunity because, there's some money on the table here. So yeah, we end up doing it, but we really had to think about how we were going to, you know, present these songs as a duo because we definitely didn't want to start a new band. That was definitely not part of the agenda. No, it certainly wasn't. <laughs> so thought about how to do it. We've been playing together for a really long time and thought, you know, we can definitely do this with, uh, with our connection and our chemistry as a two piece. So figured it out, went to his birthday party, rocked it. Yeah. Um, really figured out how we could include the kids as, as the third member. Cause that's really kind of the beat buds thing is, you know, we're an inclusive thing, an inclusive. Pleat our band. And, um, they loved it. And before we left the party, we had two or three more bookings from, you know, other parents at that party. And within a month, our weekends were, were booked up and we wow. had, we had a business on yeah. our hands. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah it, it happened really organically. I mean, I, I think that's the beauty of this whole thing is that we never planned any of this. It happened just as just a series of random events that just occurred. And we were uh, our relationship and our connection and our and look, Mike, we we've grown up here in L.A. We pretty much know everybody. And I, I almost feel like in a way, the Maddie and Johnny duo that they all know needed like something different another direction for for them and the world kind of opened up for us in this new genre and we had much success and the kids the parents saw the smiles on the kids faces as they played the instruments along with us it became it became one family right and and i think even to this day even though it's you know many years later already we've been firing like that's the one thing that's most important is family and community and making sure that everybody is involved and everybody can be a beat bud. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's interesting about it is I lived in LA for like four or five years, I think it was, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, it may have been a little bit longer. And I, and 
it's interesting to to hear you say that it was your community and it was your family because a lot of people don't have that experience in LA. And I know right. it, it sounds sure. like you all grew up there, but people who move there for any number of reasons find it like a really hard place to to find community. And the fact that that's right. at the forefront of what you all are doing, I think is really great. So I have a, I have a couple questions and I'm going to ask this one first. And this one's primarily for Maddie. So Maddie, you're a drummer. And one thing that when people think about drummers, they don't necessarily think of them as like a focal point of the band, right? I think it's safe to say it's the, it's the, it's the, the, the spine of the band. It's what holds it all together. Right. But when I was watching you all, right. And I did watch you all. And we'll talk about how I watched you all this morning. It is very equal between the drummer and the guitar player, right? It's very equal. You both are both the front person. And I'm wondering how, if that's a conscious thing for you all to have that, you know, just because I am the drummer, I should also be seen as equal, as an equal part of the beat bud, you know, whatever it is, the formula, or um, is it just an organic thing and that's how it happened? Yeah, no, I mean, a good observation, you know, it's funny. Um, this wasn't about face for me personally, um, the switch into the beat buds and my role in a band setting. Like you said, the drummer is definitely um, the the backbone of the band, yet in the back in, in most scenarios. But I, I think in this specific dynamic, you know, this is this is Johnny and Maddie. This is not just your regular band dynamic. This is our relationship that's seeping through our skin every time we perform. So as two best friends, two best friends have a say. Uh, have a 50% say in everything that goes on. And, and it just, the dynamic just works so well. And I honestly, I've never felt more comfortable in any musical scenario than I do in the beat buds. Um, I would have never, I would have never been the front man of any rock band in any way, but for some reason, the comfort level in the beat buds is just, is just different. First of all, you know, Johnny's my best friend. So like I trust in him and he trusts in me, but also like, I'm I'm in a genre where I feel like I, I can put all my cards on the table. I can wear my heart on my sleeve. I can be goofy. I could be I could be sad. I could be happy. I could be silly at any given moment. And the kids are are so pure and innocent that they totally get that. Whereas in the rock scenario, like you know, you want to be mean and you want to be cool. <laughs> and while I do feel that I'm pretty cool, <laughs> um, like I. I felt like back then I had to some extent put on the game face a little bit. Um, and as the drummer of the band, I didn't have to, I didn't have to show that, that I was, you know, that I was this goofy, silly guy, you know, in the back, I wasn't in the forefront, but is it a conscious thing? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I sit there and, and say, you know, if Johnny's doing this, then I got to do that. But like, I think just naturally we feel comfortable, um, submitting to the other when when necessary and it comes out as this one unit like a just like a a whole we're we're the whole cake right i'm half of it johnny's the other half and it it feels comfortable but i mean great observation because drummers definitely observation and if i can add to that i think there's there's two other things that contribute to it too um i think number one is the fact that at that time um i i wasn't a father yet and maddie was and when we were in a rock band together with me as a front man, that felt like a very natural thing for me. Um, and then when we transitioned into this whole thing with Matt being a dad and playing for kids, that was a very natural thing for him. And it was not a very nat. I was an uncle 
and I felt really great around my nephews and stuff, but being in front of kids like that, it was, I didn't feel totally, totally comfortable. So to have Maddie as, as a co front man really helped me out quite a bit. Yeah. So that was a, an easy thing for me as a front man to share that, that spotlight. But the other thing as well is, is kind of that something that Maddie just touched on was that our relationship became the front man, you know, our relationship became front and center. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was really important. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's that's beautifully said. Beautifully said. So the way that I usually ask the next question is like, how has your performance style changed when you are playing for kids and families? Right. And one thing I, I kind of want to flip this and and I, I'm not exactly sure I'm going to be able to get it out right, but I think you're going to get the gist. Right. You all have been playing rock shows it sounds like pretty big rock shows for a really long time i'm wondering if there's any aspects of performing for kids like for example and this is probably not the right example but it's an example the use of hand motions or something like that are there any sort of tricks that you all have picked up or things that you find are really important for engaging a young audience that translate to playing like a larger scale primarily adult audience Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I think Mike, you'd have to see how we perform. I mean, when John and I, when Johnny and I do a birthday party, it's we're not we're not on our instruments just playing songs for the kids. Uh, in a lot of instances, Johnny's holding down the guitar and the vocals while I'm out there actually sitting next to the kids playing tambourines and egg shakers right next to them, um, so that so that they understand that there's really no line between the band and them. So I leave the drum set and I go out to the kids and I get face to face with them so that they can feel a comfort level and they know that we're all on the same page. Um, I think that's generally probably one of the, one of our strong suits is the interactive portion and just the transparency with which we perform. We, this is not, it's not a show in the respect that it's rehearsed and, and it's perfect every time we, we have a core structure that we follow, but it's always different. Every single time is different. And we talk to the kids and get ideas from them and then riff off those ideas and make jokes based on those ideas and ask the kids to chime in. We ask them questions, different languages, how to say hello in different languages. Um, you know, what sound does a monkey make? And we make the arm movements. Like you said, we have to be super animated to make them feel hundred percent, you know, comfortable with who we are and that, we're we're not on a pedestal in any way Hmm. right and i will say that because you know there there was a long time that i was doing both i was doing uh the beat buds and the band for a long time and i'll definitely say that doing the kids thing 100 percent made me a better performer on stage when i was doing the adult thing um it taught me that i didn't need to drop f-bombs on stage all the time (laughs) Uh, because that that's not what made someone a great performer on stage you know there there were ways that you could do things you could engage an audience um because it it, you know kids are amazing right kids kids are the the purest and the most honest audience and critics out there um and if you can engage a child um you can really engage any audience so yeah it was really an amazing thing to learn how to do um, and to learn how to do in an innocent way. And if you can do that, it really does translate onto a larger scale. And 
outside of that, on top of everything else, is um, is the fact that we were improvising so much on stage and we were doing so much banter in between songs and things like that, that it just makes you feel more comfortable when I was on stage with, with an adult band um, in between. If a guitar player broke a string, if something went wrong, just made me feel so much more comfortable on a larger stage when something happened that I just felt comfortable on stage talking and the, the nerves were just gone, mm-hmm. yeah. totally gone. You know, if, if we're, I'm playing with the beat buds and a kid can come up to me and go, I got, I got poop in my diaper. <laughs> I, I can handle anything mm-hmm. from a heckler in a crowd yeah. <laughs> at a bar. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you something, Mike, as well. Like, I want to make sure this is very clear. It's a heck of a lot harder to take 20 kids at a birthday party and get them to rock than it is to just play uh, a regular rock show with adults that have alcoholic beverages in their hand. That's true. Because 100%. we got we, we to pull a party out of thin air, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're all just doing nothing. We walk into this backyard or whatever the scenario is, special event, and everybody's doing whatever they're doing, and we have to pull the party out of thin air and get their attention. Right. And with kids like... You know, there might be a bouncy house in that corner, and that is our biggest enemy. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's there's a lot more that you're up against when you're uh, when you're up, when you're standing in front of a group of kids. So I think that like this is a really good window to ask this other question that's been on my mind. One thing that I, I read about you all is in your approach is that you, from the very first second, strive to create like a really engaging experience. So. Give us a little bit, like paint the picture for for us who are listening, who may never have been able to see the Beat Buds live, like what that's like, like what that's about. You gave a couple examples, but I I mean, like, you're right. When you get in front of a group, you got to bring the party. So how do the Beat Buds bring the party from the very first second? Yeah, I mean, I think one of one of the things that that's important is, first of all, you know, a visual aspect of what we're doing. We, We want to bring a rock show to your house or your event. So, you know, we bring real instruments for them to listen to and see and play as if we were playing in any other musical setting. So the first thing is that we're performing for real. We're actually playing together, we're improvising. We also bring out instruments for the kids to play so that they have something in their hand as well. So that once again, they are making the music alongside us. Um, I'd say I'd say those two things are super important. I'd say just an out an outgoing uh, approach where there there is no mistakes. There's you know fun banter. There's a connection that they're watching two best friends. They're watching Johnny and I and how we interact, and then they're watching us interact with them, right? And they're watching us make mistakes and fall down, even sometimes even on purpose, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I mean, we'll go to whatever extent it takes to get their attention. I mean, there are times where where we want to bring out the drums and and uh, and I'm like, Johnny, Johnny, uh, you know, th- that seems like a pretty loud drum. I-, I don't know. I mean, I'm a drummer, but that seems like really loud. And then, you know, then Johnny bangs the drum and I run away, you know, as a joke. <laughs> the kids start laughing uncontrollably. And then I'm like, Johnny, Johnny, you're going to pl- play it a little softer so I can come back and then we'll come back and then I'll come back. And then he hits it loud again and I run away. So so there's so much more going on than just the music itself in order to, you know, make a Beat Buds experience. Yeah, we, we've got a shtick. Yeah, we've got a shtick. We've got characters that are involved that our songs, you know, our songs, I think it really all boils down to our songs because the songs are the the hub and we try and write material that's engaging for the kids, just the songs alone. So, like, 
we have probably one of our most popular songs is the silly monkey so mm-hmm. we have a stuffed monkey that we bring out and the monkey dances on johnny's guitar and we talk to the monkey and we talk about monkey characteristics and we learn together i think that's another thing that we should mention is that we're learning together with the kids right. we're not teachers we're we're facilitators we're learning through music right it's an it's an enriching experience and, yeah you know uh i I've heard this in said to us in in so many ways from different parents, but um, a dad said this to me the first time he said it, and he said it really well. Is he said, uh, you know, we could hire Spider Man to come to our kid's birthday party, and the kids would love Spider Man, but the parents get nothing from Spider Man coming to the birthday party. Um, but when we hire the Beat Buds, the kids love it, but the parents love it too. Um, because it's something that we can enjoy with our kids. It's enriching. They get something out of it. It's an artistic experience that we all get to enjoy together. Um, and uh, and I've heard that said in so many ways from from so many different parents. And it's something that I really appreciate because it's something that we actually set out to do. So the fact that it's being acknowledged is just it really it really touches us. Right, and it's and it shows so much that. Um... So much of our conversation so far has been about the effort that you put into the creation of the experience, right? You know, we're just we're just now getting to the fact that, well, you guys have three records that are out, right? Three records and, and lots of songs. My personal favorite, the Dino Dance. But you know, nice. they're all they're all they're all amazing. They're all good and people should really listen to it. Really unique take on things, but very Hooky, I think is, you know, the, the right word to use. Like these songs are very catchy. They're very good. Like I can easily see you going in somewhere and like you have this fully formed idea, right? You're going to be really interactive, but you got the songs to back it up um, and you got the, you got the banter to back it up. So, Thank so, you. so three albums in addition to all of these you know, the live performances. And I think that it's really, uh, you know, in addition to the, just the emphasis on the live performance side of things, the, the one that keeps coming up is the idea of the birthday party and birthday parties are not like, it's not easy because there's cake and where there's cake, there's sugar (laughs) and where there's sugar, there's fired up kids. So the fact that you (laughs) really put a lot of time and thought and energy into creating this well-rounded experiences. I mean, that's just a, it's refreshing. It's a refreshing take. So so much is go so much is totally so much is going on for the beat buds and i was hoping you could maybe give us a, a little bit of a teaser about um what's something we could be looking out for in the future in beat buds land well we do a few things so we uh we like to to put on our own little birthday party on steroids basically <laughs> um and we call it uh, we call it the beat bash we've done uh five of them so far and what they are is they're basically, you know, like we've been talking about, we do these these events and, and these birthday parties where it's a two piece. But uh, we put on our own events where we we get basically like anywhere from six to eight different musicians. And instead of just two guys doing it, now we've got a, an eight piece band on stage and we do them at really big theaters. So we did one at the Palladium. I know you said you lived in L.A. before. Sure. I don't know if you've ever sure. been to Palladium before. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, fifteen hundred kids at the Palladium. Um, and we put on in the parking lot, we put on basically like a giant birthday party with, you know, what was it like five bounce houses and a scooter track, carnival and games, carnival games and face painters and balloon makers drum and circle. 
oh man, just amazing. We've done it at the Fonda Theater, the Palladium. We've done, I mean, it's just been the coolest, coolest, coolest experiences. And so the concert is inside and then we have a carnival afterwards. And uh, it's just the neatest, neatest experience ever. And so we do, we've been doing those and we're going to continue to do those. Um, hopefully, especially after this, this COVID thing yeah, is all, right. we're obviously not doing that anytime soon. Right. Um, but hopefully we'll get back to doing those uh, once this whole thing is said and done. But what you and, are, but what you are doing, right? And I hope that this is where you're going next is these YouTube live shows. Correct, right? Yeah. So we're doing some some live virtual stuff in the meantime, and uh, we're trying to uh, give kids this experience where they can watch us play live. And the YouTube live thing that we're doing is kind of a variety show of what we're doing, where we not only play live, but we, you know, we do crafts. Um, yeah, giveaways, giveaways, contests, yeah, drawings, stuff. and it's super interactive, and that's kind of what and we, educational. Yeah, it's kind of what we try to do, you know, with with what we do with our with our shows and keep things interactive with our live shows when we're in person. Um, with these virtual shows, we're trying to make things interactive by letting kids vote on what songs they want to hear, um, talk to us. You know, we say hello to all the kids in the morning. Um, but we want to make sure that we, we keep this thing live and uh, we don't want to pre-record the show or anything like that because we want to make sure the kids feel like they're a part of what we're doing. Right? And the intention really with the live stream um, was to be able to kind of recreate what we had done prior to COVID where we were, you know, we, besides birthday parties, we also do weekly in-home classes for families where we go back every week and we kind of expand upon our songs and give them little you know uh somewhat you know early age music lessons and this live stream really was intended to just give the kids some continuity give them that same sense like we were in their house so that it wasn't such a shock when the whole world turned upside down as a result of this um that once again you know it really was for the kids now just like our whole business we we see the beauty in what we're doing and how we can actually now play a birthday party for someone in Australia, which we just did the other day. <laughs> right? Oh wow, that's so awesome! Like, like I guess this, we're always seeing more more value, but it always it began with just keep giving the kids some sort of sense of of normalcy and continuity in this time. And now and now, uh, you know, it's it's starting to take off. We're yeah. starting to see some real real value in the in the virtual approach. It's amazing, and then. In addition to that, there's there's a Wired Wednesday, which I saw, which is where you guys plug in and rock. Um, and I know that there's some other things coming up in the future, and I don't want to get too into it, but there's some really fun Beat Buds things happening. Do you want to sort of not give anything away, but maybe just give a small taste? An amused yeah. boosh, if you will. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. That's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we um, we're really excited because when we started this brand and when we uh, when we first came up with our logo, and we had a friend of ours uh, design it for us, he you know he came up with this logo and he put these these cartoon character faces on it, and when he sent it to us, it was the first logo that Maddie and I had ever seen for anything for any band any situation that we'd ever seen that when the designer sent it to us. We didn't send it back a hundred times trying to fix it. The second we saw it, we said, that's it, yeah. man. We love it. Um, I mean, it was like it was like the culmination of just our, our, our friendship in an innocent way. And it was just like, wow, that's us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the second we saw it, we looked at those cartoon characters and we just knew right away. We were like, man, that, this has got to be like a TV show. Yeah. The, the visual elements seem so apparent 
at that point that like you know how it's not just the music it's 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 the whole ball of wax and and the tell it a television angle or or at that point it was just even books yeah at that point it was books we wanted to do a children's book and we did we started Mm -hmm. thinking about our writing angle when we started when we were writing our songs and we started to think about writing our songs in a more of a storytelling kind of way and thinking about characters in our songs and that kind of thing and and uh and thinking about you know writing books like maddie just said um but you know sometimes you have these ideas but it's very difficult to bring those ideas to fruition it's one thing to have an idea it's a different thing to to really bring it to fruition uh and along the way uh we were very fortunate to uh to meet uh our our other business partner who is uh scooter braun and uh team up with sbp and through that we figured out uh, a show to pitch and uh yeah they saw the vision as well they saw it as well right and um and we pitched that show to nickelodeon which was when they asked us what networks we wanted to pitch to they were first on the list and they they were our first meeting and uh and we uh we are now uh yeah we're now (laughs) developing our show with nickelodeon and um we're hoping that that show comes out in 2021 and the purpose once again the purpose is really to just be able to bring the beat buds to the world, right. you know, through this. I mean, right now we're we're you know we're a regional entity and and we're and we're we're growing. I mean, especially with the virtual thing, we're we're, we're getting out there. Um, but it it's pretty much regional. How do we get this music and this idea and this fun this fun to the world? And we knew that there was another yeah. way that we had to uh, another media that we had to tackle in order to do so. Yeah, but I, but I gotta tell this story because this is the best because you talk about another media. Maddie and I go to this meeting at Nickelodeon and we're sitting in this huge room with this huge board uh, table. Right. And um, so two of us sitting on one end and, you know, all the Nickelodeon executives and some of our team members were having this meeting and we're totally fish out of water because this is <laughs> definitely yeah. not I'm, our meeting. I'm like gorging on the craft services. Right. <laughs> right. We've, we've pitched our show, so we've done our part, right? We've talked about what we do. We've told them how we met. We did our, our whole origin story, everything else, right? The rest now, we just don't even know what's going on anymore, right? Um, they're talking abbreviations. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what they're talking about. Assets. CGI. We're, 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 we don't know what is going on. We don't know what they're talking about, right? Anyway, we get back in the elevator. We're on the way down in the elevator, and we don't know what happened in that meeting. <laughs> we're talking to I our. Mean, we had taken the, we'll just meet not 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 those kinds of meetings, but we had taken meetings with people and you know in the past. So like you know it, the general sense is that like oh cool you know we'll reconnect right right <laughs> right oh we'll we'll, we'll, circle, we'll circle back, back. <laughs> yeah we'll circle back <laughs> circle back we'll, we'll close the close the loop on this we'll close the loop yeah exactly <laughs> so. We're in the elevator. We're headed down with our with our managers, right? And uh, and we, you know, we we say to them, uh, so so what's next? You know, do we we go to the next network and and do this pitch thing again? And they go, hey, what are you guys talking about? We sold the show. And Maddie and I look at each other and we're like, when did we sell the show? Wow. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we were thrilled, but what? you know, Maddie and I, we were just like. Yeah. We're like, man, we missed that moment. Yeah. How did we miss How, that moment? Yeah, that's um, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was too busy with the that cookies. Was always, that, that was always like an underlying theme for John and I as we just in all of our music endeavors. It's like, when is that moment? That you're, you know, that life changing. Yeah. yeah. You know? When yeah. is it? Because I want to be ready and I want to embrace it. Yeah. And, and here it was. We had yeah. it. And like, we missed it. <laughs> 
that is that's so great. That is so great. Um, wow. So so, beat buds, my friends. How do we uh, how do we keep up with everything that's going on with you? Is there a website? Is there social media? Um, what's a, the YouTube channel for sure? Make sure we uh, we know where to find you. Yeah, I mean, uh, it all starts really with the website www.thebeatbuds.com, and that's where you can see our list of services. Um, at, right now, it's all pretty much based on Cyber Jams, which is our, our more virtual approach as we're you know stuck in our homes and we can't do much. But I mean, that's definitely where you're going to see where you can get our merchandise and you can you know reach out to us and contact us about any questions uh, you guys may have about services that we provide. Awesome. Uh, social media wise. That would be uh, at the Beat Buds, right, Johnny? Yeah, that's our tag. That's our, uh, our our handle is just at the Beat Buds for pretty much everything. Um, Facebook, Instagram. I'm pretty sure we have a Twitter, and I'm I'm pretty sure that that's the handle for it as well. But we just don't check that too often. Um, YouTube is same. It's uh, YouTube.com uh, slash uh, Beat Buds. Um, and, uh, I believe that kind of covers everything, right? Yeah. yeah. It's an, it's an easy Google. I'll tell you that yeah, it's, it's an yeah. easy Google. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then all of our music is available, you know, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google play, uh, you name it, Pandora. Yeah. I think, uh, anywhere you're streaming music, I believe the beat buds is available. I know they are. And I know that because I, that I did that. I did that all by myself. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. It's thank so cool you. to, to talk to you and to hear thank you. about what you do and how you do it. And, and I'm, I'm inspired. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. This has been awesome. Yeah. We've been looking forward to this. Thank you for doing it. Thank you to the beat buds. That was a really, really, really fun conversation. I hope you liked it. Loved talking to them about their music and what they do and how they do it together. It's pretty inspiring. It's pretty, pretty cool. Here is the Beat Buds song, The Dino Dance, from The Beat Buds, Volume 3. Make sure you check out everything that The Beat Buds are up to. Thanks for listening. Talk to you very soon.
before the T-Rex went to take a bite He suddenly lost his appetite For the caveman His friend the caveman And when they get together They can show you how to dance Let's do the dinosaur Stomp your feet on the floor And let me hear you roar The stegosaurus fight With so much dynamite Yeah, they really roar Walk like a dinosaur Stop the floor And hear me roar I feel the dino beat Down to my feet So hear me roar 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 Hear me Stuff.